new crew, NYC, in Brooklyn, still here. Well, what up, what up, what up? It's your girl, Josine Anderson, host of The Crew. It is episode 42. We are back in effect. Uh, what we have been doing, uh, we've been talking to people. We had Calais Campbell on. Cam Newton was just on last week. So we have been doing our thing. But today, we have former 49er, former Bronco, for, former commander now. Is, it wasn't what it was called. Yeah. Was there or whatever. You hear Fred Show in the background. Love. Tight end uh, Vernon Davis in the building to talk to us today. So that's going to be Fred's comrade. So we're going to see the two of them. Up. And we got a lot to talk about in terms of the Aussies, even though this is that time of the year. And then, matter of fact, Morris Chestnut even called me earlier today and asked me if I was prepared for the Knicks to be eliminated tonight. So we, we, we'll, we'll mention all of that here in a little bit. But I always let you know where you can find the pod. Make sure you download the Odyssey app. That's where you can find the pod or just go to our uh, YouTube page on thecruiseshow.com. That will take you right to our YouTube page right there, and you can find it. But without further delay, let's get into the brew call. And why are you up there bopping and stuff like that? Why are you reacting like you are younger than you are, Clan? Did I, did I just see you? What, what, what is all this? Well, I see you looking like the Inkwell over there. Got your little hat on, you know, trying to. Trying the to Inkwell? What? No. This, this is Lenny Kravitz. Okay, no, this is Lenny this Kravitz. I'm talking about my little hat on, you know. This is, this is Lenny Kravitz and Fred Smooth back in the building. We haven't seen you in a little bit with your DJ Khaled on the side. Uh, what's your name? Clan's been calling for you after the last few shows. Clarence, are you happy to see your comrade? I don't back? know why. Uh, first of all, I don't know why Clarence been calling for me. Yes, it ain't he like has. Dallas been down there building uh, the Roman Empire down there. Like, let's not <laughs> let's not act like great things been happening in Dallas. And don't let me report about New York as a disaster. Of oh, course, Lord. right now. So at the end, disaster. Of the day, uh, maybe, has he heard of Aaron Rodgers? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, but I also heard of Aaron Judge, who ain't played in three years. <laughs> I, and I also hey. heard of, and guess what? The New York Knicks got y'all crying outside of oh, Madison Square Garden. The only thing outside of Madison Square Garden is, is, is fake uh, Gucci person. That's it. We miss this energy. We want this energy right here. This this combativeness. Yeah, yeah. First of all, Spike Lee will be in the building tonight. I'm sure we're Carmelo Anthony and all the rest of the New York elite yeah. to make sure that we do not get eliminated as we are down uh, one to three, three to one to the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler will not be coming in the Madison Square Garden and Jimmy having no Timothy performance like he did for Game Jimmy Four. Okay. Jimmy yeah, yeah, yeah. Butler. What you say? No, this is last four quarters of basketball until last to next year. And then that day, they'll probably try to kick Spike out of there again. Well, you know how I they act like, in New York. The, the Knicks suck. Jimmy gonna show up. Knicks have no heart. They have no playoff experience. It's showing up. Jimmy Butler got that dog in him. Mm -hmm. So do that you have dog. something? To, do you have something to say about the Celtics? Because I listen. I, I have to admit, I don't watch. They played like the Knicks last night. That's my point. <laughs> I don't watch them. I don't watch them like I used to when I was covering the NBA way, way more uh, frequently or what have you. But I was trying to understand it. And, and please for, forgive me out there. I'm just saying what the people were saying in the comments. Because last night I tweeted, I said, what happened to Boston? And some people kept tweeting the word horny. And I didn't understand what they were talking about. But they, yes, were, they, referring they, the, they, they were referring to the, they were referring, huh? They missed a cheater coach. Yeah, they were they were talking about they missed Eme Aduka Adoka or Udoka or whatever. Yeah, the man got run out of there having sex at the building. 
Oh my God! Why? Why y'all got to be bringing up Ime Adoka when the when the Celtics be losing? Around the whole coach to the no coach. Stop hating on that man. Y'all need to mm. stop hating on that man, cause you know I'm a son of a preacher, and even yeah. when the preacher get in trouble, they say they they going through trials and tribulations. Mm. And you don't judge a man, and you don't kick a man why he down like that. Right? Well, Y'all don't do that. He but I'm gonna tell you what's wrong with Boston. Same old story. Right mm. now we are seeing mm. a, a one A and a one B mm. that cannot play together with Tatum mm. and Brown. Uh, mm. yeah. Something had that dynamic has to change. Like, mm -hmm. Brown needs to be on his own team. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you got to build around Tatum. Now, Brogdon is a good uh, piece to it. Al Harford is 99 years old. Like, um, I'm just saying, at the end of the day, no coaching power right now. Mm -hmm. You got two guys that's teetering between being good and great. Mm -hmm. And now you're wondering why Philadelphia is laying it on thick. Well, but, but but the difference between this year and last year, Idoka Idoka could could get in their face. Idoka was in control of that team. They don't have a coach that can do that. They ran Idoka out because he was having sex in the building again. Oh, why you gotta say it like that? Man, why you have to put way. it like that? Oh my God, it has man. nothing to do with nothing. You can't man, talk man, about man, X's man, and O's and man, separate man, that. The pass was weak. You can't do that to that man. Those are facts. Oh That's my right. goodness. He's in Houston now, but rather have a whole coach than no coach. I'm sorry. Listen, hey, man, all I, I know is, is I was tuning in to watch uh Kevin Durant and, and Booker do something because I haven't watched the Suns, you know, all all season. And so I'm tuning in. Y'all telling me, you know, this is great. They're doing this. They tied it up. Odell Beckham Jr., that's his boy, Devin Booker. So I text OBJ. I said, okay, I'm gonna watch your team. And then all of a sudden they ain't showing up. I'm like, where where what, what happened last night? So now they now they can't get it together either. No, none of the stars you know showed up. If I knew y'all was gonna spew all this hate on here today, I would not have showed up. Because y'all <laughs> are y'all are on one today. First of all, Booker, Devin Booker is from Mississippi. Thou shalt not hate on a fellow Mississippian. He can't come in there ultra hot. The man hit 80-plus points in two games. He can't keep that up. You talk about one of the greatest performances in play. I, I seen Kevin Durant and like in three consecutive possessions no. turn off the ball, turn over the ball, and then no. and then take the energy out of the team. Anyways, anyways. The point guard, yes. Chris Paul, who nobody likes to hold accountable, and every year around this time, yes. for the last two decades, Chris Paul is hurt. Ever, That's true. Now that part is true. Old, old players. No, I, I, I think old that Chris Paul, and I don't mean, and I don't mean to be whatever, but I do think that Chris Paul's derriere is a little big for his size. And if you notice when he's when he's Are you watching the man ball, good like no, that? I don't. I really mean. I'm talking about from an anatomy standpoint. I feel like you know when he's. If you notice this when he's dribbling the ball. Like, you know, there's some people that have high gluteus magnet. It's like on their back. It might be impacting his hamstrings and uh, and other things oh. causing other lower leg injuries. I'm he's just, old, I, I think he's out of balance. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think he might be out of balance. He might be out of balance. That's all I'm saying. So, so, so it got nothing to do with the fact that he's uh, 67 years old. Yeah. He's You're not, telling me it's because yeah. of the BB 
Yeah, you're telling me. I'm saying like this dog's backside is a little too high and a little too big for his thigh, and it might be throwing off his biomechanics. That's what I'm saying. Maybe it's what a female analyst might might notice. Anyways, on the other side, in the backstage, we do have our Super Bowl champion, former NFL tight end, Vernon Davis, ready to come into the crew crib to talk to you boys. Here we go. Well, look a look a look a who it is. Got the commander's colored curtains in the background. Vernon <laughs> Davis with your boy Fred Smoot and Clarence Hill in the building. What's up, B-Dog? What's up, Joe? Hey, Fred, don't look at me like that, bro. Hey, Bernie, no. I'm not going to let them just let you walk in on this conversation we were just having. First of all, we were talking playoff basketball. Mm. We were talking about the sun. You know, I ain't letting nobody hate on Devin Booker, and I still sure ain't letting nobody hate on KD, them my guys. So at the end of the day, we brought up Chris Paul. Josina said Chris Paul can't stay healthy in the playoffs. Because his butt too big. His gluteus maximus is too big. It, 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 it so is one of the boy, muscles in the in the body. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know what, man? I just, I never heard that before. So I won't go let them let bring you in like they were letting you know well, what's going on over here. Vernon, what you think about that? You got any 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 comments you want to make on the current playoffs? And, and don't talk nothing about my Knicks about to get eliminated tonight. The go Knicks ahead. Stink. Look, I'm like Clarence. I'm not saying anything about nobody's butt. That's not me. <laughs> uh -uh, no way. Uh -uh. Are you an NBA fan? Have you been watching the playoffs or no? Yeah, I've been watching. I'm a big uh, Golden State Warriors fan. I mean, unfortunately, they couldn't pull it off the other night. But, uh, yeah, but yeah I, I pay attention to KD as well because, you know, he and I grew up together. We played mm. in high school. He was at the school called Montrose Christian. And mm. I was at Paul Lawrence Dunbar. So I, I'm always rooting for my home team. And uh, I'm, I'm just hoping that they can they can just get it together and just keep it moving. Well, I want to make sure that I introduce mm -hmm. you properly. Obviously, like I said, you're former NFL tight end. You played for the 49ers. You played for the Broncos. You played for Washington. And uh, you are a renaissance man, actor. You're a businessman and all that other stuff. So first and foremost, just tell us what you got going on lately. Are, are you are you in a movie? Are you in a Colgate commercial? Are you doing old fight? What, what you doing? Colgate I wish I had a Colgate commercial. I mean, I mean, your like, teeth are so white, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm just <laughs> it's better than it being yellow, so that's that, there's that. Hey, hey Joe Finn, I don't know if you know, but these are veneers. These okay, are veneers. they Thank still you. look good. Everybody, Odell Beck, everybody, Javante Davis, everybody doing this veneer thing. I don't know why. I guess it's cool, it's becoming popular, but uh -huh. I decided to do it a long time ago before anybody before anybody knew about it. Okay, um, well, what you got going on? But right now, I am. I, you know, I just left San Francisco. I'm working on a project with Jordan Reed and George Kittle, and um, a young lady uh, named Jocelyn Jocelyn Rose Lyons. She's mm -hmm. done some incredible things in the in the production space. So we we have this awesome project that we've been working on. Mm -hmm. um, and what is it about? <clears throat> well, I can't really get into what it's about because I want to kind of keep that close but it's going to be amazing it's going to be awesome so george kittle is in this project uh a, a, a girl with a very unique exotic name you're in the project is is it a podcast is it a movie is it a short story you're in a you know in a film film festival what y'all what is it at least what what kind of media is it 
It's a series. It's going to be a series. Okay. Okay. It could be a, it's, I want to say it's non-scripted, but it's 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 a bit non-scripted and scripted because we we added a bunch of dialogue in there um, as of re recently. So it's going to be. I think it's going to be a special project once it uh once everyone once we start shopping it around and everyone get a chance to see it. But I I strongly mm. believe in it, mm. and I got to give a lot of the credit to Jordan Reed for coming up with most of the idea. Um, mm. But I'm excited mm -hmm. about it. Very I excited. see. I see. Fred, you got something to say? Vernon, Vernon, first of all, I know all of the, the, the actor stuff you're doing. So bring them up to speed on some of the past projects you're doing. You choke Morgan Freeman in one project that, you know, you can't be doing by Mississippi people like that. So tell us how much of a privilege it was to work with him. And also a lot of other stuff that you got going on that you've already done that's starting to circulate and, and, and go right now. Yeah, The Ritual Killer uh, starring Morgan Freeman, Cole House, and myself. Is I play a South South American uh, South African uh, serial killer in this movie, and I get a chance to work alongside alongside Morgan Freeman, which was pretty amazing because <clears throat> I grew up watching him with my granddad, and to be able to to be on set with him and watch him work and just be a part of his space means a lot to me. I'm truly humbled by it, and I think this is something I'm gonna take with me for the rest of my life because everyone doesn't get an opportunity to work with a guy like Morgan Friedman. So I'm just gonna take it and continue to just keep building on what I've been able to do as far as my career in acting and, and making music. Started making music about two years ago. I discovered that I can, could write poetry when I was playing for the Washington Commanders. And I took that and started making music mostly for uh, some of the projects that I was working on because I wanted to kind of, when we do the scoring for, the, for some of these uh, films, I wanted to add my own music in there. So I'm working on that, I have an album coming out called Showtime. Um, mm, mm. Yeah, and a, and a bunch of other projects that I have in the works. So just pretty much just staying busy and doing what I love. So you're a poet. So so can you so, so can you give me four lines? Can you so can you save me a poem real quick that's dedicated to me real quick? What? Put you right dedicated, on dedicated the spot. To yeah, yeah, yeah. On the spot. What, what's the poem? Wow. And don't be talking about roses or red neither. Wow. <laughs> can you got you got something for me? I'm just no. saying. You you can start off with black beautiful queen, you, you know you know what I mean. Yes. <laughs> the black beautiful queen. Uh, what? What? Thirst wow. trapping on Instagram. Thirst trapping. Well, no, the thirst trapping is not in the dance. It is not nothing but balls to the walls. Anyways, anyway, so listen, I appreciate that. Before we move on from that really quickly, because you did mention that George Kittle was in that project. I wanted, I just wanted to know, is it, is it soap opera-ish? Are we gonna, are we gonna see y'all in some love scenes? Or, 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 I'm just trying to figure out what we're gonna yeah. see George Kittle doing and y'all no. doing. And get, give some people, there might be some 49ers fans listening to this who wanna know what they are gonna see. No, it's, a, it's it's more of like it's more in the E60 space. It's like a oh. document, documentary. Um, okay. It's not like a. It's not one. Of, it's not like a show. It's, yeah, it's more document yeah. documentary style uh, project. You, you're not and, gonna get into the best man chapters like Morris Chestnut in them. Morris ain't showed up since Philadelphia lot. Anyways, anyways, well. You said what? I got some questions for Vernon. Go ahead. You know, Vernon, I've been watching you since coming out of Maryland. When you, did you run a 4-3? Was that a 4-3 you ran the tight end? I mean, one of the greatest, you know, at the combine, you, you did your thing, and, and then you go to San Francisco, you had a long career. Uh, how much did 
obviously those words by Singletary impact your career and, and spurred you to be what you were. You had a long NFL career, so you have a successful after the career. But certainly the first thing people heard about you was Singletary's words. I'd rather play with 10 guys than to play with someone who's all about who's coming. I want one. I told Buddy, go take a shower. <laughs> That was good. That was good. See? Look at here. I'm gonna give you an Emmy for that. See, I got one right on the spot. Look at that. Boom. Boom. Okay. I'm just saying. I just had one. I had one right there to go. But no, go ahead. Answer Clarence's question. Yeah, let me answer Clarence's question. So, Clarence, as a young guy coming in the NFL, you always think it's a me, me. You have a me, me, me attitude. It's all always about yourself. And I'm gonna admit. I was one of those guys. I came in as a sixth pick in the NFL, and I, I was a great human being, but I had to figure out a way to lead this team and put them first, and I wasn't doing that. So Coach Singletary sending me to the locker room and calling me out on national television made me a better player. It did, because we had a great relationship, and when I went in that next day, he was crying. I shed some tears because he was telling me, basically he believed in me and I could be a great player only if I put the team first and I became the leader that he knew I could be. And after that, my my career started to transcend and I became mm -hmm. a better player, better person. And the teammate, my teammates were behind me 150, 150%. Mm -hmm. now, it's, a, it's a great story. <clears throat> like you had a long of a career, longer playing career and you had a coaching career. You know, it's kind of ironic, but yeah, you had a long NFL career. It's really doing great things after your NFL career. But yeah, that's something that still can't win with him. All that stuff that people remember, it goes viral and it, and it, and it gets attached to you. Well, here got the thing about it. What they don't understand is them words wasn't even tough. Coaches say a lot hurt worse things to us. Our conversations are very straightforward and sometimes very high energy and can come off intimidating other people. But it's always an underlying thing there. You gotta understand about this. <clears throat> Players that the coaches choose, we either keep them hired or we get them fired. So it's a it's, 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 it's a, a line right there that the coaches of Greg Williams, I play for Greg Williams, and Greg can be verbally intimidating to a lot of players. It never bothered me. So I think it's just more how public that situation was than yeah. what it really was. Yeah, it was public. Like, yeah, they said a lot of things outdoors, but this became a viral sensation to me all before. You know, one of those great quotes that people bring up and stuff, and, and it gets attached to you. And I just love how he used that. It overcame, had a long NFL career, so he won a Super Bowl, and now he's doing great things, for sure. Yeah. You know, and Vernon, we just had the NFL draft, obviously, and we went through that uh, in April, at the end of April in Kansas City. Um, obviously, a lot of great uh, players that were drafted. You had four three quarterbacks drafted within the top four that were Afri African-American. There were some headlines like, you know, uh, Will Levis dropping and things like that. You had other uh, African-American quarterbacks going to, um, you know, the Lions and uh, Hendon, Hearn, uh, Hendon Hooker uh, and uh, things like that. So I was just wondering if there's anything that stood out to you about uh, the draft or even just how young athletes are now when you talk about how a coach like that had an impact on you and that me first mentality versus kind of like the generation of today well i think the generation of today i think a lot of these a lot of these kids that are getting drafted and coming out they are more they're selfless they're doing a lot of they the game is continuing to evolve and it's just it's just a, a different era 
you know, a lot of these guys are they they stick together. If you look, if you, if you watch, you think the they're more before, selfless. <clears throat> I think they're more selfless when it's come when it comes to the team. I mean, look at look at the San Francisco 49ers, for example. I mean, you've got so many star-studded players over there. I mean, I can say a host of names from Trent Williams to George Kittle, uh, Debo Samuels, and then, I mean, they, so many guys in that locker room, Bosa. But when you hear them talk, when I was talking to George Kittle, he was telling me, man, I, it's nothing like going into that locker room and being around these guys, these guys. I mean, everyone's different, but they're selfless. They, they, they want everyone to be successful on that team. And we didn't have that. Everyone, it was all about one person. We were individual. It was all about an individual, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we became individualized, which was awful. I mean, you don't want that. You want you want to be like the teams today. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and really quickly, as I want to transition to the commanders, uh, your commanders uh, here, uh, Fred Smoot, and um, no, uh, don't start spewing that. Hey, uh, don't I, no, start no, I just want to get his. I just want to get his opinion. You know, you have Sam Howell uh, for your quarterback, who the team is throwing their you know um, faith behind, and they added Jacoby Brissett. Though they did, I think, give him an eight million dollar worth uh, contract. You know, because uh, you know they wanted to have a substantive backup. But meanwhile, there were players out there like Lamar and all this other stuff. So I'm just curious. And then there was a report that they had. At, at least consideration or talks, you know, for Andrew Luck. But the word is, is that, you know, a reporter kind of overwrote that, you know, story and it was more just, you know, due diligence and all that other stuff. But in a way of, you know, talking internally, not reaching out to him, just to clarify what, what I heard this morning. But uh, any thoughts on them proceeding forward with the Sam Howe in a division that has uh, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott and uh, Danny Dimes? Yes, I'm going to go with not a lot of greatness right there. It's not like he said, not a lot of greatness. Go ahead. Um, I'm going to have to go with Sam Howell. I'm going to give him an opportunity to prove himself. We already seen what he could do, right? Why take a guy, a guy who comes in and shows that he can play the game of football at a high level, and he does really well? Why not give him an, op an opportunity to have the starting job or or compete? I'm sure they'll let him compete, but I would have my sights on letting him be the starting quarterback, especially if the locker room is behind him. And it seemed like from watching the game and being at the game, I felt the energy and it seemed like the guys loved him, right? So grow together, create that synergy and camaraderie you need to create to have that wide receiver quarterback tandem that you're looking for, uh, especially with Scary Terry. I think uh, I think it's gonna they're gonna have something really amazing and Sam Howell if they give him an opportunity. Go ahead, Fred. You know I got something to say. You know what? Everybody want to hate on Sam Howell. They forget that he's going to be a top 10 pick before his whole offense exited to the NFL. All right? Mm -hmm. Do they not understand he's very similar to what's going on in Atlanta? Nobody talking about Desmond Ritter. They say they're going to start Desmond Ritter. Y'all just throw that on the shoulder. Oh, we have been him. talking about Desmond Ritter. You, you've been in somewhere uh, in, in the harbor in Washington, no, D.C. No, not being on the show. We have been talking about him, Clarence. Y'all acting like half the quarterback that started in the NFL was not supposed to start. I that Prescott was not supposed to start. I if you look at the whole NFC, it's a a it's full of overachievers. The AFC has all the top three, top four drafted quarterbacks in the draft. Right, so what, what's the difference in Geno Smith and Sam Howe? See, people are afraid of the unknown. And Sam Howe is the unknown, but that can work in your favor also. Listen to me. 
It's the little Tony Romo sprinkling in there with a chip on his shoulder like Kurt Warner. He's more athletic than you think. He can throw better than you think. And Bernie said it the most. He got the heartbeat of that locker room. And that's all that matters. He's been practicing against a top 10 defense since he's been in the league at practice. All I'm saying is beware of Sam Howe. The young wolf might bite you because he's hungry. Uh, first of all, just for the let the record, you know, y'all used to watch. Well, I know people don't want to talk about it now, but back in the day, the Cosby show was a show that people watched. And Claire Huxtable used to say, let the record show. Let, when she was talking, let the record show. And uh, first of all, I don't hate on Sam Howe. I'm a Tar Heel. He went to North Carolina and all that other stuff. But he did have one start last season, week 17. Yes, they did win 26 yeah, to did. 6 to Dallas. He was yeah. 11 for 19, completing 57% yep. of his passes, one touchdown one interception mm -hmm. and I'm just talking about when I'm talking about putting the thrust of my expectations on a quarterback I want them to have a little bit of a deeper history well, Danny people like people like, like Jake Winston was out there and I, that's all I'm saying what is everything we are prisoner of coaching mm -hmm. I, we have the only job that you are the best at your job and you go to the worst damn company in it I he went to the company and now he got to fix it Airbnb here mm -hmm. that changes everything we got a top 10 wide receiving court I want you to name one better and the damn show ain't the Cowboys so at the end of the day what I'm going to tell you this ain't nothing mm -hmm. but the truth a pair of lips a tell a lie and Josina Anderson she ain't doing number talking all I'm Claire, saying what you, you got to say go ahead how you going to compare Tony Romo and Kurt Warner to <laughs> Sam Howe? Sam Howe was on the team situation. all Sam Howe was on the team all year last year. They didn't even try to start him. They needed quarterback. Because they did not. It wasn't season. time to. It wasn't time to put They him didn't out try. There. If he had all that potential, they would have put him in earlier. No, they wouldn't. Come on, Clay. Come that on now. They would have put him in earlier. See, that's your problem. You, you, you're an older man that became part of this microwave society. You want it now. Well, grandmama, she put it in the oven for five, for five days, maybe in the crock pot for a, a whole damn day. So you, you got to put love in your cookie. We was patient with this man. All right, so we are building him up. All right, so we now just because the unknown is what y'all afraid of. But we're going we, we gonna to fast forward for a year from now and say I'm high, going to prove to be a franchise quarterback. And I'm going to make you even worried because they said the same thing about Dak. Y'all just paid him $200 million. Listen, when y'all playing the Eagles and y'all playing the Cowboys, just make sure you're picking up your phone. We based beat on the phone last year. We beat uh, the Eagles last uh, year. Okay. We beat the Cowboys. Okay. All <laughs> right. Bernie, you had something to say? I heard you clearing your throat. You got something in your throat, Bernie? You got something in your throat? Yeah, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you no, said no, your piece. No, 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 no. We want you. Bernie, who do you support? Washington or San Francisco? I mean, you, you, you know, mm. obviously you, you want a Super Bowl in Denver. That's a great question, Clarence. That's a great question. Ah, very good. Look, I'm going to have to say that I, some shit. I'm going to have to say that I'm always going to be red and gold in my heart. I love the 49ers. Mm. Till death do us part. But mm. I live here in Washington, D.C. <laughs> my hometown team has always been the Washington Commanders. Mm. I'm here. I've been all the games. I see Fred Smoot like every week. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, it, it's just like, you. Be, it's, I feel like I have a family here, you know, when I see these guys, we're always joking around, even though I didn't play with Smooth, but we knew each other from playing football. So it's like, you see guys and you just, it's a, it's fun, man, it's amazing. You know, I'm not, I'm not moving to San Francisco, I'm gonna stay here. How would you compare the fandom in Washington to San Francisco? <clears throat> I think we, I think th there is a difference, but <laughs> I mean, 
the people who love this team here in Washington, they love the Commanders. I mean, I know we just had a recent, we had uh, some things change within the organization and everything, but they still love the Commanders. There's a lot of fans here. A lot of people say, oh, what about when I go to the games? Just, they play the Cowboys. There's more Cowboys fans than there are Commanders. That's okay. That's only because uh, there's 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 other things that we need to do, like build another stadium. We need to we need to do maybe do more in the community. And but but we're getting there. It's it's like a it's a work in progress. Everyone was at this point. The 49ers were at this point. I mean the the the, the Raiders were at this point. It's just a building. We're just in the building stage right now. But when it gets there, when the new stadium arrives, you, we're going to see people come from Richmond, from Philadelphia, from everywhere to support the Washington Commanders. Yeah, the, the problem here is that. You used to be that. Washington was a brand. The Redskins were an iconic brand in the 70s, early <laughs> They were the Yankees. They were a national brand. And it's dropped all the way down. Fred, it's still the facts. You know, when he talks about the fan base, this used to be one of the, the premier brands of the NFL. Well, everybody can't sell people used shoes and they still come to their game. Like, some people can't sell water to a win. Everybody ain't got the ultimate salesman in Jerry Jones who, who gives y'all nothing. I mean, no wins, no playoff wins, no good memories. He just he brings you to a billion-dollar playpen and sells you used shoes, and you love it. Like, everybody just can't live in that oblivious world that Cowboy fans live in. Y'all have achieved absolutely nothing. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Anyway, y'all sell out arenas. This is not about the this is not about the Cowboys. I was specifically talking about Washington and their fan base competitors. But y'all act like y'all so much better. Y'all, hey, let me tell you this. Let me report the day of news. Y'all <laughs> only got turmoil too. But nobody want to talk about the love child he left in D.C. Nobody want to talk about all the stuff going on down there in Dallas. But hey, anything something happening over here is world news because it's Washington D.C. Right? That's why it is. Well, we all wait. We are waiting for you guys to finally finalize the transfer of ownership here that has been going on for 500 years it seems as, as long but speaking of which Vernon, before uh we do let you go today the nfl did make an announcement revealing some games that they will have on the schedule uh next season as the the full you know this is an event now uh schedule unveiling will happen on thursday but they did uh make some announcements on some few games so week four is going to be the falcons and jaguars in london uh, week five, Jaguars versus the Bills in London. Week six, Ravens versus the Titans in London. Week nine, Dolphins versus the Chiefs in Germany. And week 10, Colts versus the Patriots in Germany. And week 12, Dolphins at the Jets. That's going to be Black Friday. Any thoughts, on uh, you guys, on a matchup that stands out there? I, I, I can go first. Go. Go, but well, Jacksonville, the, the, yeah, that, is it fair for Jacksonville to have to play two consecutive weeks in Germany? Like, I understand the international reach they're trying to do it, and we did try to do this with NFL Europe years ago. They are buying into the game, but what happened to the Mexico game? I think Mexico has fell in love with the sport just as much. They literally have teams from the Cardinals to the 49ers. They, the Dallas Cowboys, they are. Their team, New Mexico, I thought that was a great game. They're, Canada's they're, sitting over here, but they want to take it out of Europe. I mean, London and Germany, they're shocking. What do you think? Let me help you right quick. They're, they're, re, they're revamping the stadium in Mexico. Once they finish yeah. the stadium, they will have games in Mexico. They're, they're working on the stadium. Yeah. Uh, on Regarding the Jaguars, uh, you know, their owner has 
interest over there. They they've been having having have a game there every year. Now they have two games. There's one they're going to be a home game. One's going to be a road game. Uh, but understand, the NFL wants to have a division in Europe. Mm. They're going to have a division over there. And this is just like, getting you ready for the fact that they're going to have a <laughs> NFL division of teams who are having games in Europe. That's the plan. Okay, Vernon, what do you think about that plan, bid as a, you know, a player that was in the league, what, 15 seasons or what have you, as far as having to sit up there and travel uh, to these games internationally and the impact that it has on y'all as the NFL is trying to ex expand its business uh, beyond our borders? Well, I think it's right. I played over in London three times. Mm -hmm. And every time that we, we traveled, it, all, it has all been different. And um, I think it can be a huge stress on players, especially if they're going, they're going two to three days before they have to play. Mm -hmm. I think that could be really, um, it, it's just tough on the body. You know, because we we do so much to take care of ourselves. We have our we have our chiropractor here. We have our dry needle guy. We have our massage therapist. And if we can't take all that with us, then it makes it tough when you take us out of that element to be able to go out and put our best foot forward when it comes to our performance. So it could be a little tough. I'm 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 kind of against it. Mm. Be truthful. And, and, I'm shocked that you're against it, Bernie, because I thought you'd be more about the experience going over there, learning the art, learning new people, learning new things, more than just the football trip. You're right, they were taxing on the body. I played in Osaka, Japan. Like I also had to play the games that were far away. But, but I think I, I got more enriched in the, the culture of learning some of these places that we were playing with. I mean, everybody, everybody yeah. has their perspective. Everybody has their perspective. And I, I like I said, if, if we were able to go over there a week before and get adjusted to the time, um, you know, eat properly and, and do all the things we need to do to take care of our body. Yes, and I think going into that, going into that week that's coming, we'll be able to go out and be prepared for the game. But if you're just going over to over there two two to three days before and you got to play, it it can be tough. Vernon, before you go, really quickly, there have been a lot of players that have kind of changed teams. OBJ's now mm -hmm. in uh, Baltimore. You got Aaron Rodgers over with the Jets. You got Jalen Ramsey with the Dolphins. And, you know, every year, you know, things changing. Tom Brady is not even there no more. You got Baker Mayfield down in Tampa. Based on some of the things that you have seen with these changes, obviously some of these new young bucks have also come in the league as far as the quarterbacks that we mentioned from C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young and uh, Carolina and all that other stuff. What team are you, beyond your fandom for the commanders, clearly, what team are you most, you know, thinking is going to have the impact, particularly with these changes that you're you're looking at? I think with the, like you just said, with the addition of OBJ going to the Baltimore Ravens, I think they mm -hmm. could have a, a great shot at mm -hmm. making it to a championship. And somebody I'm not saying said one guy. Years ago that he would go there, Bernie. I ain't going to tell you who said he would go there, but somebody said he would go, end up in Baltimore. Somebody really? on the I would do. I, I would have never guessed in a million years that OBJ would be with the Ravens. But when I looked, I was like, "Wow, okay, I see why he won." I, I I thought it was just about the money, but it's not. I think he was really, really strategic about going to the Ravens because of um, I don't know, everything that they have on the roster, all the players, as well as uh, their style of offense. Yeah, and, and being number one Lamar receiver. Jackson. Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's. I mean, you got a great chance at winning when you got when you have a guy like that. And the OC for the team was his former OC, also in um, 
you know, or he obviously coached him in uh in, in, in number uh, one receiver. He he's their number one go to target. He can't be that everywhere going to the Jets because then what you wanted him to say was the Jets. She was setting you up. I I, Jets, I didn't but, I didn't say nothing about the Jets. Yeah. See that we lost. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, the, but but you know that the Jets. You know <laughs> that yeah, she's been hyped up the Jets. Yeah, yeah, but the Jets are legitimately still the best team in their, uh, the third best team in their division. You know that, right? <laughs> they are the third best team. They're not better than the Bills. The Bills got them with cohesively, cohesively, and they're not better than Miami. Not player for player. I'm just sorry. If I had to go Garrett Wilson versus Jalen Ramsey, I'm checked to Miami. If I'm going Miami, play call on offense, check to Miami. If I'm going explosive weapons on offense, check to Miami. If I'm going who has the best defense overall with Xavier Howard and the rest of them dogs over there, check to Miami. So at the end of the day, they're the third best team. They could be. Second best division in the AFC. The Miami quarterback has to stay healthy. And getting back to Baltimore, OBJ has to stay healthy. Is he coming off? You know, is that you know two ACL surgeries? We can see. Man, Randy Cook's got to stay healthy. Half the Cowboys got got injury histories. The, the Miami quarterback is coming off multiple concussions last year. He has to prove he can stay healthy and be durable. And, and again, OBJ, he hasn't played in a year, coming off ACL surgery. Day, it's not like riding the bike, and you know it. All right. It's better now. Anyways, well, listen, Vernon, I don't want to keep you too long. We're already going past what I told you a little bit, so I want to make sure we have a graceful exit with you. But we do appreciate you showing up in your recliner chair where you be doing all your big business and making movies with Steven Spielberg and talking to no, Oprah hey. and, and doing no, deals hey. with Bill Gates and all that other stuff. We appreciate, you know, the, the business mecca center that you are in right now in your home and all that other stuff. Any last words that you want to say to Clarence or, or Fred or myself before you depart? I, I see you, man. Every other day. Yeah, she see me. Yeah, Fred see me every every other day. Clarence, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Athena, mm. I yeah. thank thank you for having me on the show. It's, it's been I had a blast and I'm looking forward to more. All Thank right, look back. at the camera. Tell us your name and say you're watching the crew. Mm-hmm. Vernon Davis, and you're watching the crew. All right, we appreciate you. Thank you, Vernon. We'll talk to you in a few. Bye, peace out. All right, y'all. So uh, that was Vernon Davis. We appreciate him coming on. You know, Clarence showing his age, taking us back down memory lane, bringing up stuff from 1940 when the dinosaurs and everybody were here. No, man, that's part of his history, man. That's part of mm-hmm. his story. And he, and he leans into it. You see, he already had to do his acting. He, he was ready to, uh, you know, re, you know, like he was Mike Singletary. That's good stuff, man. Uh-huh. I see. I see. And Fred, and Fred, is there something else that you stuck out to you by what he said other than y'all, you know, having maybe different opinions on uh, who was best in the a- AFC East and all that other stuff? We didn't have a different opinion. He totally agreed with me. Mm. At the end of the day, mm. you are oblivious. You have bought into that hype, that Aaron Rodgers hype. Aaron Rodgers, you know what, is a starter wife. He gets you ready for your real wife. You know what mm. I mean? He's not, he's not there for the long haul. And he's mm. not not gonna be that flash and he's not the mercenary Tom Brady was he's not the mercenary Matthew Stafford was to go get that done in a year he's not the mercenary like that mm. so at the end of the day New Yorkers just calm down may I say yeah. Danny Dimes might still be the most dangerous quarterback oh, in New Lord. York 
Lord have mercy, Clarence. I know you ain't listening to that. Listen, before I let the both of y'all go, I have to, you know, share that obviously it was uh, I wanted to have uh, all of you on, including Morris Chestnut when Cam Newton was on uh, the show last week. But in a subsequent to that interview, uh, it did go viral based on a question that was asked to him, which was whether he thought that his hair or his style has had an impact on his employment. Uh, in that answer, he mentioned that it's been hinted to him, and you know, people have mentioned to him that he kind of you know comes off looking scary or whatever but he adamantly said that he was not changing but at the end of that he also said that he does he hopes that he's not being blackballed because of that but he also said that he doesn't think that that is the case when the uh quote got aggregated it originally got aggregated with people saying that cam said he was hindered when he said hinted it was hinted to him and then they didn't include the part where he said he doesn't feel like that is the case so it exploded and mm -hmm. went on you know usa today fox news yeah. new york post brandon marshall all this other stuff so i was just curious uh and then of course clarence you can come in with your thoughts on what jason whitlock had to say or not um but i uh, just curious if you you think regardless of whether he was misquoted or not, uh, Fred, do you think that his outward appearance has had an impact on uh, him? First of all, I start this off. I don't want to hear nothing Jason Whitlock got to say. All right? uh, nothing. Nothing out of his mouth. So it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Mm -hmm. Now, to Cam, oh, his hair, yeah, man, these kids don't cut their hair anymore. They're not cut. <laughs> cut. They're not this anymore. They're not. All right, mm -hmm. there, there, there's some function of letting their hair down and letting it grow into each be his own, show your artistic. But I would never hinder myself if, if I need to be clean cut, I recognize that I do what I need to do. But with Cam Newton, I think it's more of he falls in line with a superstar backup, and people just don't like for their backup to be more popular than the starter. Same thing with Tam T, bro. You like once you get to a certain popularity, you no longer can be a backup because now people are going to make you a distraction. Do I think it's 32 quarterbacks better than Cam physically? No, I wouldn't say that. But I know with the other teams that don't have a quarterback physically better than him doing, they're investing in somebody else that they're trying to see what they are because they might be younger. But at the end of the day, I think it's a what, – what how old is Cam right now, 34, 35? I'll look it up. Keep going. Not really old for a quarterback. So he still probably got some football in him. The question is, what team needs him? If I'm if, if I'm Baltimore Ravens, I think about Cam Newton because my quarterback hasn't played a full year in two years. So he should go, he should go to the Colts is the team that Cam Newton should go to. Oh, he'll be perfect there because now I got a legit reason to say I'm not bringing him just to be a backup, I'm bringing him to be a teacher. All right, a teacher to Richardson. Actually, that's better than the Ravens. You're right. Mm -hmm. The coach mm -hmm. is the perfect job for Cam Newton. Yes. Uh, Clarence, what you got to say? And he's 33, you know? by the way. Mm -hmm. Oh, he, real young. He, he's young. You know, the problem is he hasn't played, hasn't been in the system, hasn't been with a team. You know, you just can't bring him cold off the bench, you know, in, in August. Whatever. He needs to be with somebody in the spring. But I'm glad you you, you said something that I told Josina yesterday. We had a long conversation yesterday. When you talk about the distraction of your backup quarterback, backup quarterbacks should be like kids. They should be seen and not heard until it's mm -hmm. time for them to play. When you bring a guy like Cam, he's all got these radio shows. It ain't got nothing to do with his outfits. It got to do with the distraction oh. that he brings just being Cam Newton. And, you know, and the same thing I, I say with uh, Colin Kaepernick. We're going to, as reporters, we're going to come in and ask them questions. They're going to answer questions. 
They're going to be the center of attention. The locker room should be focused around the starting quarterback. We don't need a celebrity backup. People don't want celebrity backups. They don't want backups that have a whole, you know, distraction in themselves. Whether it's their fault or not, they, they may not mean they may be asking questions honestly, but because they bring that with them, teams are opposed to a backup quarterback being a distraction, right, wrong, and different. But yeah, there are teams he could play on, the teams he could fit with. You know, the coach is certainly a one team he could fit with. But I would love for him to be able to get what a team, find their situation, to get what a team where it could be there in the spring. I think it's unfair to judge a quarterback coming into training camp, coming into the season when somebody gets hurt, who has not been in the system, don't have any camaraderie, chemistry with the receivers, and expect him to be the best he can be. The Cavs has not been with a team in the spring in a long time. Well, for, first of all, I you know, I – the, I understand what you're saying about you don't want the backup to be a distraction. And I do understand that, you know, as media, we come in there and questions, but ask questions, but it's not like we're going to be coming in the locker room and every week going to cam and being like, Hey, da da da, Hey, da da da. You know, maybe in the first yeah. week you're going to ask, you are going to ask, hold on. Maybe in the first week you are going to ask questions, but then you're not going to go back to him until the season makes it relevant for you to no. then try to request no. to go to him. No. That, that's how, I mean, that's how I would handle it. So I'm, I'm talking about the I'm in the locker room every day. Somebody gonna walk yeah, up to I'm him. A, I'm in the locker room. That dynamic don't go like that. At the end of the day, you can't help but put a mic in his face. At the end of the day, he, he's a prisoner in his success. I yeah. like you don't put Joe Montana as a backup. Like I'm going to Joe. I don't care who the other guy is. At the end of the day, once you make it to a certain status, they do say. So you think? So you think if Cam Newton was with the Jets right now, that they would be going to Cam Newton every every week in the locker room? He's not going to the Jets. Huh? There's no reason for him to be with the Jets. I'm just making the point. Yeah. But I wouldn't have talking about the Jets. Go ahead. Yeah, I can't ask, I can't ask Michael Jackson to be a background singer. <laughs> I, he could never be that because everybody's going to want to know, well, Michael, you're better. You you, you might have the potential to be better than the starter. And Michael's going to face. And Michael's going to say, yes, I should be starting. Thank you. And that's what Cam's going to say, and that's when it becomes a problem. Nobody came to see Tito Jackson. Nobody. Cam Newton is not going to go in there and 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 say he I should be a, a he was starter. The one overall pick, Super Bowl starter. He is Cam. You can't wipe off. I think he knows. I, I think if you've listened to Cam recently in the space that he's in, I do think. I, well, while he obviously we would expect him to possess the internal fortitude and and confidence i don't think he would be coming in there talking about i'm superman and i should be starting every week and doing all that so y'all know all that he is gonna say that though that's like he said in the podcast i I should be starting in the league and what was the part clarence where you was talking about because of his aura the way his aura he can't help his aura you know what are you talking about so i mean there's plenty of people that come in with aura whether it be tyreek hill whether it be obj that come into locker room because the quarterback is different than the receiver running okay. back, all the other stuff. It's the quarterback. The locker room has to be focused on the starter. Okay. Backup. So, it's well, they way. can. They seem like they're going to be able to handle it in New Orleans with Jameis being a backup. Jameis ain't no, not, James James is ain't no Cam James Newton. Is, yeah, Jameis came there as a backup to, to Drew Brees. He's proven he can sit in yeah, the back. And, and, and Jameis has accepted his role as a backup. That's 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 two totally different things. Literally, uh, literally can't I, put out his whole list of people he'd be willing to back up. Apples and oranges. Okay, it's apples and orange with James. Yeah, right? like, yeah. come on, don't, don't do that. Like, and, come and on. ain't mentioned no Super Bowl. James got fired from his team. Anyway. James ain't been no MVP. Anyways. Now, not, so, never um, been an MVP. James has never been an MVP. That's what I'm saying. You can't wipe off your success. 
He's had so much success that people would think he wouldn't be a good backup. And all, and all the more reason, because of all the success that y'all talking about yeah. as to why he should be on, on the roster. And 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 listen, I wish the what Jets all success. What roster right now, what roster would you put him on? We just put him as the a backup coach. with the coach. But, but I but I would have also would put him on the Jets, and we've talked about this. I know you know well, we. Oh, I, I'm, 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 I'm just if that's Aaron Rodgers go down, I would still prefer to have Cam Newton Again, right, at least as of know, now over Zach Wilson. It's, it's not up to him and his agent. Him and his agent should have been working all season, all season to find the right situation for him. He should not be on the set. If you want to play football, get with a team, find a team. I, that's I, the job I, of his agent. I got I got one spot that I think could be legit for it mm. because Kyler Murray is hurt mm. in in Arizona. Mm. He would literally go in as the starter when the season start and then get him time to not rush Kyler back. But what other situation? I don't know if he him? fits with Jonathan Gannon, but I hear you. Again, he needs to fit with somebody him. now. Not and at he, all. And he mentioned that he was getting calls from teams from the AFC, and obviously that's fluid, and that can always change and continue to monitor in, injuries and, and whatever happens during the season. Um, as we are still keeping an eye on Adrian Peterson, the former, uh, you know, commander there, as far as when he's going to make his announcement about, uh, you know, retiring and all that other stuff. Just some things that I, you know, keeping my eye on. You still have some players out there like Davian Clowney, uh, you got, Saquon still got to get signed. You got who else? Who else? out there um shoot it's it's Zeke. uh Zeke is still out there yeah. Zeke is still out there there's still quite a few players Jadavian Clowney we mentioned so with uh, Frank Frank Clark is still out there um goodness gracious so there's still there uh, I don't think cuts. Devin White has figured out his situation yet huh yeah it'll be a lot of more cuts you got you got linebacker Jones that went from uh the latter Falcons Devin Jones to uh Cleveland so mm. many guys right now, but it's gonna be these surprise cuts at the OTAs right before minicamp. You know how it's gonna be, so it's gonna be a shuffle, and somebody gonna add these pieces like a Frank Clark to your team because Frank Clark can ball. Yeah, I don't know what, what's going on with the, these teams. Always be waiting the last minute to give a good pass rusher. That's you know his money like they did with Jadavian Clowney so many years. Anyways, all right. So the Knicks are at Madison Square Garden tonight, facing the Heat. It is Game Five. Clarence, are you calling an elimination or not? It's Whatever over. you say, make sure you pick up your phone tonight. Are they winning or are they losing, Clarence? The, the Knicks are done, okay? They're done. Uh, Fred. Stick a are, are you saying the Knicks are done? Hey, the Knicks are, uh, I'm talking about way are done, like a $2 state. Hey, uh, uh, Randall, oh. Randall retired three weeks ago, told nobody. All right? Okay. Uh, it, it just, it's RJ Barrett. No, it's not. You got no stars. Okay. Hey, no hey, okay. My guy no coming there with some black Air Force Ones on you, so you know what time it is. Okay, so all I have to say to the viewers out there, listeners out there, just make sure Clarence Hill, Fred Smoot, and Morris Chestnut all pick up their phone tonight if the Knicks get past game five. Just make Hell sure y'all ain't yeah, ducking they're and diving. They're, they're not getting past the series, so none okay. of it matters. They're done. Okay, okay. All right, well, listen, I appreciate you. They to the finals. Okay, well, listen, the I I appreciate you with your, your opinions, everybody, for coming on and having this nice little round table in this off season as we try to pick the news from a drive on. But that's okay. We still got things to talk about always. It's been Josine Anderson, Fred Smoot, Clarence Hill on this edition of The Crew. Peace. I'm coming to see the New York Mets. This bye. Is what I'm coming to see. Bye. <laughs> and bye. <laughs>